Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler, what is our topic today? Signs of verbal or emotional abuse. Well, that sounds like an interesting topic. I this, guess, go ahead. Yeah, this could apply to children and families. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could, uh, it could uh, relate to a husband and wife, okay. girlfriend boyfriend. Uh, it could even be employers. I mean, there's bullies even in the... Uh, uh, business world. That is for sure. That is for sure. Okay, so signs of emotional yeah abuse. The Bible's quite clear on this. Uh, God is a God of love. He's God of truth. Mm-hmm. But um, over and over again, specifically in, in the Old Testament too, but in the New Testament, in Colossians 3.21, he says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, I think it's in Ephesians, uh, don't provoke your children to wrath. Um, and then Peter writes, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman. Ephesians 5 says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. That's a pretty much, love. that's a big love right there. That's true. And it's, yeah, that, there's a lot about taking care of each other emotionally in these verses. A lot of, I didn't realize it was in there so much, but yeah. I mean, we're supposed to love, and this implies the woman to the husband too, the mm-hmm. wife to the husband. It, it implies the respect, honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's showing grace. Right. Uh, it's encouragement to the children. It doesn't mean you don't discipline, but it's a, it's encouraging discipline in truth and love. Right, right. Uh, and Jesus is the greatest example of love. He gave his life for us. He sure did. He sure did. So are you implying... You know, the old saying that goes, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. That is a big, big lie. That is a lie. That's a lie. And and so many times our words do harm people emotionally because you can't take those words back. I mean, like if you hit somebody with a stick, I'm not advocating to go out and hit somebody with a stick. But if you hit somebody with a stick, I mean, that bruise mm-hmm. or whatnot is going to go away. But when you say words that emotionally harm somebody, it's kind of like a, a record player just going over and over and over scar. again. Yeah, it's and it's something that you can't really erase from your brain uh, when it happens. Yeah. Well, let me let me give some uh, examples. Okay. The overbearing opinions. Oh. This is where another person refuses to consider others' points of view uh. and force always force their ways and, and to force the others to accept it. Mm. So this is basically, you know, I believe this, and you better believe it because I'm an expert, and don't you question me. And if you don't, something's wrong with you. Right. And if you don't agree with that person, they think that you're stupid and that their their way is the right way. That, yeah. That's hard to be around a person like that. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Second one is the judge and jury. This person is like the judge and jury, like I said. Oh, wow. You know, I say, you know, it's very harsh. Yes. Uh, they, and, and produces a lot of shame and guilt. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Uh, then the, the third one is the put-down artist. Oh, the put-down artist? Yeah. Okay. This person uses uh, comments like, you're crazy. Right. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. You're stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. The devalue decision you feel. Right. And you know, you see a lot of people like that on the old sitcoms. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, they would do a lot of 
put downs and stuff like that. And that, and people would laugh at it, but it's not a laughing matter. Well, I think that, you know, in the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. that we weren't really much into talking about feelings and caring. That is true. I mean, we still had the World War II generation alive. Right. You don't let me see you cry. Right. Yeah. John yeah. Wayne. Yeah. Um, but that's not, you know, that's not really a biblical. Right. It's not, it's not the best way. Yeah. Um, and I guess that person is doing the putting people down. They're trying to make themselves look better by making people lower than themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really, not... they're scared. And right. And security's there. Right. So, and, and it really goes back to the, the bullies being scared. Uh, true yeah don't you remember when you were little i was never picked on in school oh no actually i was (laughs) i was too um but they i mean we were told i mean i know your parents told you my parents told me oh they're just scared you just got to stand up to them i think they were right yeah they were right they were scared i don't know if they knew the reason they were scared right that's the reason they were bullied true yeah stand up comic The person who uses sarcasm in a is which is meant to dig up past issues drive home a point. You know, I remember you tried didn't you try that last time and it, it was really really bad. Remember that? Mm. Um you know, didn't you try out for the baseball team last year and uh you, you could handle it? Right. I mean that that is basically devaluing uh and bringing up shame. True. Shaming the person. Yeah. And getting other people to laugh at that person at that person's expense, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Remember you tried to get the law degree in law school, but you flunked out? Right. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, the great guilt giver. Oh. Oh, this person uses realistic, unrealistic, undeserved false guilt. Okay. You made Aunt Nina upset because you were late to the party and now <laughs> she is sick oh sick to her stomach that's awful uh, yeah. and not, she was probably sick to her stomach not because of you <laughs> no and you know what that's her own fault <laughs> because you know we we can we're only responsible for what we do that's true uh then there's the historian ah uh, what do you think the historian uh, uh, they want to bring up all your past yeah. mistakes and lay them out in front of you anytime you make another mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're the ones that they said they forgive you. Oh. And they'll bring it up over and over and oh, over. Oh, I know a lot of shame. married couples like that, they'll, they don't fight fair. And so they bring up things that were supposedly forgiven. Yeah. 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 I've never done that. No, me either. <laughs> and a lot of these we all do to some degree. Right. Um, these are so. I guess what defines abuse is is something consistently and a long term basis. Where you do it to where the other person feels so much more, so much less of a person breaks the spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've known people like that. Unfortunately, that their spirit has been broken, and it's so hard to it's hard to minister to somebody like that because they are so broken and, and they don't see themselves as being able to be repaired. Yeah. So this true. can really, really damage people. Each of these can really, really damage people. And a lot of this can move into anxiety and other things. Oh, I'm sure. Because it's trauma. 
definitely. If you've had years and years of this type of emotional abuse, it would be very hard to, to think better of yourself. Yeah. 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 I'm sure you see a lot of this uh, in, in. I see a lot of it in my in many your clients, practice. Yeah. Many families. And the thing about it is, is everyone thinks their family's normal. True. Especially right. kids. Yeah. Because that's all they know. Even adults, because that's all they know. Right. And I guess if you've been abused like this as a kid, you're going to go into your relationships mm -hmm. like this. And it's just going to become a generational mm -hmm. thing unless it's fixed. That's true. That's true. So it can be very harming, harmful. Correct. Emotional abuse through actions. Mm. Commander in chief. This person desires to control every aspect of your life. Oh. They're militaristic. Uh, they expect you to do because they said jump, you ask how high. Mm. Like you're in the Marines. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the screamer. Oh, the screamer. Almost sounds like a movie. It does sound like a movie. Screamer, part two. <laughs> this is the person who uses, who screams, yells, and name calls as weapons uh, to control you. That's <laughs> hard. That's hard. Uh, and when you're in that type of environment, that's that's how you handle conflict. You scream. Yeah. I, as a teacher, um, I've seen students that you know are coming from a, a place like that because they scream at all their friends and they're so loud. And I mean, they it, think it's normal. Right. That's sad. Yeah. But you know, it, it's interesting when you look at, for the most part, police officers, nurses, things like that, mm -hmm. that have to deal with people uh, that are irate, yelling and screaming, um, they usually use a monotone voice. Yeah. Because because when you're screaming, it's showing you're out of control. Mm -hmm. And when you bring your voice tone down, you're able to control it. Well, what happens in a lot of families is you have a yelling contest. Mm. And a lot of times that turns into physical stuff. That's true because you feel like your words, I'm sure you feel like your words aren't being heard. So you have to take yeah. action. Uh, that, yeah. that then would turn into emotional and physical mm -hmm. abuse. Yeah. Here's one. This almost sounds like a, it's not Dale Earnhardt's The Intimidator. Intimidator. Was it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Intimidation, fear, anger, and threats to get oh. his or her way. Right. Uh, basically, you know, they may get in your face, mm -hmm. act like they're going to fight you mm. just to get fear, to use fear. Yeah. Intimidation. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, public. This person has a public persona and a private persona. Ah. In uh, in public, they're mm -hmm. happy. They're confident. They're everybody thinks they're wonderful. Yeah. Oh, look who yeah. you're who you're married Woo. to. Wow, look yeah. at that. Go home, and then they're they act like the devil. Ugh. Uh, it's almost like a split personality. I would think so. And, and in that situation, probably other people would have a hard time believing you that that that's going on because it's of their right. That's yeah, a mask. The, mm. the the public thing is a mask. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times, people that do this are the are the one they've been abused to. True. Yeah. True. Person who plays favorites. Favorites. Um, yeah. You okay. Know, uh, uh, you know George. You know. My favorite George. George, <laughs> he makes straight A's. He's, he's the golden child. Why can't you be more like him? Uh, George. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, you know, I think comparing uh, children can be very tempting, and I think we all do it to some degree. Right. But I think we we need to love them equally and treat them as equal as we can. Absolutely, because, you know, when there's favoritism, it, it definitely can imbalance the family. Mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. Role reverser. Oh, that's This is where, yeah, this happens with addicts a lot. Okay. It can happen with just uh, where the relational roles become confused. The, the child becomes more the parent. Oh. And the parent becomes more the child. Okay. And that uh, is kind of a way, it's kind of a, a just a, a, a role reversal to cope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not it's not fair to the child. Right. Because in situations like that, the child has to grow up way too quickly mm-hmm. um, and has to take on an adult type role. Too much responsibility. Way too yeah. much. Yeah. The wrath of God. Oh, that sounds yeah. interesting. This person misuses or misquotes scripture. Oh, I have heard these. I have too, and it, it gives the person that's being emotionally abused a very wrong idea of God. Just a little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you steal this cookie, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a little, come on. <laughs> you know, um, hell's real. Yes. But come on, that's a little bit harsh. That is harsh. Definitely. Or... You know, judge not, must be judge yourself. I hear that, heard, heard that many, many times. Definitely, God's love. Mm. Don't you know? Uh, what What's some other ones you've heard in the past? Ah, those kind of cover it. I can't really think of any others, mm-hmm. but I, I would think that a person that's been abused like that is going to see God totally differently. And a lot of times it may prevent them from accepting him as their savior because they viewed him in that way. Yeah, that that's. I mean, they're all awful, but I that one's really bad. Because man, that Jesus said specifically when he was blessing the little children, mm-hmm. uh, one that hurts these children, it would be best that they were never born. Correct. It would be like a millstone tied around their neck, thrown in the middle of the sea. Right. Now that's pretty creepy. That and is Jesus awful. doesn't not misusing scripture. No. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> He's not mis. But see, if you hurt someone's faith, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. That is a big deal. Because a lot of times people will take views from their father and their mother, caregivers, right. and apply it to God. Right. Yes, yeah. definitely. That's a hard one. Uh, emotional abuse through indifference. Uh, mm. Missing in action, parent. Ah. Not physically there. Uh, the absent caregiver. One that's there, but not there emotionally. And, you know, with technology and phones and everything like that, you can physically be there, but not really there because you're on your technology. So we see a lot of that. And we should be present. Right. Yeah. So people, you know, some warning signs are just like in schools and things like that. People that are mostly abused tend to gravitate to strangers mm. and they treat them real well because they're trying to help people. I think they're kind of relating their own pain and they mm-hmm. think they're trying to save someone else. Oh, wow. Yeah. In their own, in mm-hmm. their own subconscious. Yeah. People who are most abused also tend to act out on pets and peers in, in school. Oh. Children. Oh. Uh, they'll act out on peers or they'll act out on pets and okay. treat them. You can tell a lot by how they treat pets. Oh, that that's, yeah. that's hard. And they tend to have a low self-esteem, mm-hmm. low self-confidence and not many friends. Okay. 
So not much support. Right. Yeah. So uh, what to do about this? I think, you know, um, obviously a strong church. I'm always going to say that uh, and a support system. But I also think uh, Christian counseling, therapists, uh, working with families. I don't think it's just the child. It's the family. I agree, because if if you are emotionally abused by one Mm -hmm. of these types or, you know, combination of these types, um, it carries into other areas of your life. And we've got to stop the stigma, stigma, especially in the Christian community. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's across the the world, but there's such a stigma against people that, that get counseling and it shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't be that way because you can talk through your problems and your issues and get help and be able to overcome those mm-hmm. um, so they don't carry on to other generations. So, I mean, it's so easy to ask prayer requests for, you know, your aunt, aunt, uh, aunt Gerd or whoever who has cancer. Right. And and we should. Yes, we should. But then, uh, yeah, you know, so-and-so's got bipolar and you look at them like they're got three eyes and that needs to be changed it really does because i mean especially christian christian counseling like like you do i mean you use the scripture you use god's Mm -hmm. words you use god's principles to help um overcome these these abuses jesus counseled many times yes he did yes he did so uh so yeah i hope this helps people and one thing i will say if there's hope for the hopeless absolutely god can take jesus can take your mess turn to a message for his glory for your good and uh, until next time we'll see you back at grace in the shadows all right bye bye bye